welcome to the Climb Your Mountain podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Maurer, a life coach, certified ultra running coach, and high altitude mountaineer. Each week, I show you how to train, eat, think, and live like an athlete so you can reach that summit, hike that hike, or finish that trail race. My passion is to empower people of all ages and sizes to get outside and live lives of adventure. Remember, endurance training will never be easier than today. So let's dive into the show. Hey friends, it's me again. You did not expect to hear me a second time in your ears today, but here it is. And here's what's happening. I am recording a bonus episode. The reason this is happening as it is, is because I made an oopsie. I, I put a post on my Instagram a couple days ago where I was talking about the arrival fallacy and I was pretty excited. And I was, I said, I'm going to release an episode this coming Wednesday where we talk all about this, really dive into this, explore it. And <laughs> I totally forgot and this is happening a lot lately that I actually, this time around, am recording my podcast podcast a week ahead of time. So it was like a, like the next day I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> I actually have an episode coming out that day. And then it just occurred to me, I'm like, why can't we have two? Let's have two. And one thing I love about it is the episode that is out today is very strategy-based. It's the one about fat loss. It's great. Definitely check it out. I also feel like it's so important to talk about our thoughts, our mindset. There's a million podcasts you can go to for strategy. There's a million books. There's a million things. I don't think anyone is really talking enough about what I am going to talk about today, which is the arrival fallacy. So let's get into it. What the hell is the arrival fallacy, this mysterious arrival fallacy? It's the idea that achievements create emotions. And usually when we're having this thought error, which is what the fallacy is, it goes like this. Once I achieve X, I will finally feel Y, Y emotion. Once I achieve X thing, I will finally feel Y emotion. So some examples to really, really bring this to life for you. Once I climb this mountain, I will finally feel worthy. Here's another one. It's, it, this is not just in the outdoors. This is all areas of life. So here are some other ones. Have these ever been true for you? Once I get married or am in a long-term partnership, I will finally feel love. This is a huge one for me, by the way. <laughs> I always was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm just kind of lonely sometimes. And it's, it's all going to be better as soon as I find a partner. And like, it's, I'm wrong. It's a thought error, right? Like, think of all the people out there that are in marriages, in partnerships that are just lonely there. So, yeah, once I get married, I will finally feel love. It's a thought error. Once I get the promotion at work, I will finally feel secure. Very common one. Here's another big one. Once I lose the weight, I will finally feel desire or desirable, either one. So why is this a fallacy? Why is this a thought error? And here's the reason. It's because achievements don't create emotions. We think they will, <laughs> but they don't. So what does create emotions? You probably heard this. You probably know what I'm going to say if you've listened to this podcast for a while. Our thoughts create emotions, but it's so easy to lose sight of that, right? Now, 
It is true that achieving big goals creates a dopamine hit in our brain. Dopamine's a neurotransmitter. It kind of pings and rewards us when we, we do something, we do something achievement-oriented that we feel like we should. And, and it feels nice. I mean, that's one of the things that motivates us to achieve things. But a dopamine hit, it's not the same thing as lasting happiness or security or desirability or whatever it is you're really wanting through this achievement. And here's another thing. Most of us have very unmanaged minds. So our brain is offering us thoughts all day long and we believe them. <laughs> and because our brain is, is primed by evolution to focus on the negative, most of the thoughts our brain offers us will be negative. You've probably noticed this, right? And most of us, if we've never had coaching, don't examine or question those thoughts. We just believe them like they're the truth. And as a result, we just get kicked around by them over and over. And the truth is that after we climb the mountain, we are going to be the same fucking person with the same brain. <laughs> take a moment and take that inside. So when we get that dopamine hit, when we're standing on the top, taking the pictures, it feels good. But then our brain, the next day, the next week, the next month, the rest of our lives, it's just going to keep offering us the same old thoughts that we're not worthy, that we need to do more, that we need to achieve more. So if we climb Mount Rainier, it will be like, well, I still don't feel worthy. That didn't work. Maybe I should climb Denali now. And so that person keeps chasing bigger and bigger goals because they, they haven't corrected their thought error. And here's another really important thing. The arrival fallacy also complicates things when we don't achieve our goal. So for example, when someone with an arrival fallacy fails to climb the mountain, especially if they perceive that this was a personal failure rather than something out of their control like the weather, that's devastating, right? Their brain tells them that getting to the top will make them worthy. So if they don't get to the top, it's very painful evidence that their brain is right, that they are unworthy on some fundamental level. So what's the way out of the arrival fallacy? Here it, here it is. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is right now on this podcast episode. The way to break the miserable cycle of the arrival fallacy is two steps. One, figure out which emotion you're chasing. Two, figure out how to give it to yourself right now. That's it. <laughs> so for example, if you believe you need a marriage or partnership so you can finally feel love, you need to figure out how to love yourself better right now. How can you start to have a really amazing romance with yourself? And it doesn't mean taking yourself to the spa or buying yourself presents, although you could do that. What it really means is taking a hard look at your thoughts. How do you talk to yourself? When someone else puts you down, do you stick up for yourself in your mind or do you just agree with them? How do you treat yourself when you fail, when you make a mistake? So just notice all that and then ask, is this the way I would treat someone I genuinely loved? Is this how I would think about them? Is this how I would talk to them? And that's the place you really have to get to in your head. 
And you need to do the same thing for other emotions. If it's worthiness, if it's security, desire, or anything, any other feeling that you're chasing, your job is to figure out how to change your thoughts so you can have that emotion right now, today, in this moment. And... By the way, if you're like, whoa, that sounds like a tall order, (laughs) that is exactly where coaching helps. So if you recognize yourself in what I'm saying, please know that this is exactly what I help with all day long sometimes. This is a very, very common thing that just messes people up, and it is something that we can work through almost always. So here's one more thing I want you to know about the arrival fallacy, and this is why it's worthwhile to put in the work to manage your mind and to do that, whether it's practicing on your own or getting some help with a coach. Here's the truth. When you're not attached to the results, reaching the goal is so much easier. So when you don't have the belief that if I climb this mountain, I'll be worthy, which suggests that if I don't climb this mountain, there's a big ass problem. (laughs) It is so much easier to climb the mountain. So some examples of how this is true. So first of all, when you know deep down that you are worthy, whether or not you make it to the summit, climbing the mountain is so much more fun. Think about how different that experience is going to be. You are going to be more in the moment, appreciating everything around you, because your brain isn't going to be screaming at you the whole time that you better not fail. Also, you're probably going to make better decisions about things like safety. A lot of times when people die on these big mountain climbs, part of the reason is basically that they want the top too much, right? They don't turn around when they know they should. And this also blows people's minds. When your mind is well-managed, your body is going to perform better. Most people don't fully comprehend that we experience emotions in our body. Emotions really are physical feelings that are created by hormones and neurotransmitters and signals going up and down our vagus nerve, telling our heart to beat faster, telling our lungs to breathe faster, sending our blood to different parts of the body. It is so physical. And we often don't comprehend that. So when we feel in danger of failing, because we have the arrival fallacy, we're full of stress hormones. We're tensing up, which uses energy. Our body is literally sending blood to our extremities, which is great in the short term, but it means over a few days, we're not digesting our food properly. We're not sleeping even the little bit that we could. I know on big mountaineering trips, those of you who have experienced this, it is hard to sleep. Like you need to give yourself every bit you can get. And it's really hard when you're just like tense and your mind is a mess. So you You get all of this when you let go of the arrival fallacy and manage your mind, and then it gets even better over time because over time you realize that you can manage your own mind. You create your own reality. How cool would it be to believe that you can give yourself love, worthiness, desirability, security, like all this good stuff in any moment, and you can do it regardless of what's going on around you. I don't know about you, but but sign me up for that. (laughs) So I hope I've convinced you that recognizing the arrival fallacy and learning to manage your mind around it is one of the best things you can do for yourself 
do for yourself as an athlete and as a human. So there you go. I hope this episode has been helpful and thought-provoking. Thought-provoking. If you have questions, reach out to me anytime through the links in the show notes. And you can also check out those show notes to learn how to work with me. Basically, just get in touch with me on Instagram or through the form on my website and say, Sarah, I want help with this. And, and we'll take it from there. So thanks so much for listening to this bonus episode and wishing you all lots of patience and resilience during this holiday season. And also just challenging you to just be a wonderful friend to yourself with everything that's going down around this time of year. Bye, y'all. See you next week.